trouble. I wonder how Floyd feels being beat by a woman for once. Ireland have achieved the unthinkable. They have defeated four times world champions New Zealand. Sonia's holding on. Well, Sullivan's got to drive for that line. But Gabriela Chabot's the Olympic champion. Sonia O'Sullivan is beaten on the line. What a fantastic final lap. But what a response from Sonia O'Sullivan. A perfect Hello and welcome. My name is Clina Foley and this is Off the Bench, a podcast about women's sport which we hope will educate and entertain sports fans of all ages and genders. You can find all our previous episodes on iTunes or on the podcast section of offtheball.com. Just go in, find our podcast link, scroll down, you'll find Off the Bench and you should get our previous editions there. We do different things. We have various uh, formats, if you like. Sometimes we have a panel in here to discuss issues in women's sports. Sometimes we're lucky enough to get a sports star in here. And today we're lucky enough to have three of them. So on my left, I have three of the Irish elite boxing team, starting with Grandi Walsh, Aoife O'Rourke and Michaela Walsh. Welcome to Off the Bench, guys. Thanks very much. People won't know this, but they've rushed in straight from training. Did you get anything to eat even? We did. We actually did get plenty to eat. So Was that done in the taxi on the way in or did you sit down? No, we actually had a bit of time. Yeah. We had a quick <laughs> session this morning. Bernard Dunn cracks the whip. The high performance manager, he cracks the whip and he said, get him, get him in and get him out. I need them back. So, And you're actually going back to training, Aoife? Yeah, uh, we're going back into training. 10 rounds of... Yeah. Sparring or tech tech. This evening? Yeah. And is that every day? Do you train morning and evening every single day? Yeah, um, Monday to Friday. Uh, we're in Dublin Tuesday to Fridays. Right. And you get weekends off? Well, we do a session at home in our own clubs. Good Lord, so there's no end to it. Well, we'll go into exactly what you do, but we should tell the listeners, first of all, that the Ar- Ireland, um, at the European Games recently, which is like almost like a mini Olympics for multi-sports, Ireland sent a team of 11 boxers, men and women, and they brought back six medals and like six from 11 is pretty amazing and the amazing thing is we have two of those medalists here in the room with us so Grani tell us first of all what did you win and, and who did you have to beat to do it so I won bronze and uh, obviously like I was going out there with the intention to win gold it's the way you go out to every competition but our preparation was brilliant for this competition so I was really confident and I my round of 16 was against Rosie Eccles from Wales so it was really tough fight probably my toughest fight that I had out there really yeah and um, yeah it was that got the ball rolling then once I, I beat her I, I knew I was I knew I was like ready to keep going so then I got the number two seed from Finland the European champion from European last champion. year amazing yeah so it was great to get that and that was for a medal obviously so there was a bit of pressure there but I, I knew I was capable of doing it and then I drew the Polish girl in the semi-final and she was just she was like six foot something like <laughs> she was big. yeah she was like tall. and I'm small for 69 so people were looking like thinking it was a bit weird but yeah no it was a close fight at 3-2 but like I and she got went on some, to win it didn't she yeah she, she went was on the champion to win, in yeah. the end so, so you're what are you you're welterweight welterweight yeah. and what is that in kilos 69 kilos right okay yeah so so is that the biggest like, thing that you've ever won in your life yeah it is yeah yeah so it's my 
second major medalist was you could say but like it definitely it's the best thing that's happened in my career so far so and a huge stepping stone for you just ahead of a lot of big championships coming that's up. the thing yeah it's not like the be all and end all it's only to kind of show me where i'm at and now to build on that for qualifiers and the next competitions coming up so and michaela two-time commonwealth silver medalist a european bronze medalist and you went out and went one 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 color better but probably the one less again what did you do yeah, I won um, silver at the European Games. It was beat on a split decision in the final, which I felt could have went my way, but it just it's just good to look back and I can improve on that. But a phenomenal run. Tell people who you beat to get there, because that yeah, was I beat, I beat uh, the current world champion, and so I fought the Romanian guard first. I boxed there four times within seven months, so it's like, they'll tell you, like, if you're fighting someone, the same person all the time, it's, it's hard. Like, Is it? Oh, it's far because obviously if you beat someone, they want to beat you just just as bad. Yeah. So you have to be on your toes. Yeah. So that was she. I boxed the Romanian in my first fight, and the next fight I boxed the cur- the current world champion, the German Warner, Germ- yeah. Germany. And I remember watching her when we were at the world championship last year in India, and just watching her. I was like I know, like I can, I I can beat her. So really. I I really wanted to fight her and. The funny thing is, I boxed her when I was a youth boxer. I was looking up your record. I realised that she beat you at World yeah, Youth Level. She beat level. me by, by a point in the semi-finals of the Worlds, which was which was a close fight. And I always remember the pain I had after that. And I said, like, I'm not going to rather see my dream. So right. I just, I was delighted. So that to was get incredible. You beat the you beat the world champion. I think was that a quarter final? It was quarter final for then, a medal. And then, then you went on and you beat. Was it a Russian? The version, the European champion. She, I boxed her. I boxed her last year in the Europeans, and she beat me on a split decision. So like, I knew going in, I'd like, I can't not that happen again. I'm just gonna have to. When you got the decision, you jumped so high, you could I be know. an Irish high jumper. <laughs> and the photos and the video, I was watching it online. It was amazing to see. Yeah, it was a so incredible run you had. Just like the the coaches, not every for every fight, they had the game plan spot right. on, and right. it was just sticking that there. And then obviously in the final. We thought it could have went our way, but it, it didn't. But yeah. it's just this is a spring. Um, was it a Bulgarian who beat you in the final? Bulgarian, she was um, world and European champion. Right, so and we should tell people what weight are you? I'm featherweight, so 57 kilo. 57 kilo, yeah. and that's important. We'll discuss why those weights are important in relation to the Olympics yeah, soon yeah, as well. Yeah. And Aoife, was this your first major championships in terms um, of senior championships? Because you're only 20, 22, are you? Yeah, no, I would have been at the, the Worlds last, last year's, year, but um, this was my first European one. Um, how did it go for you? Uh, I was really happy with my performances and everything. Just didn't quite get the medal, but um, and it's, it was. I would imagine this was. Was this the first multi-event one that you went to where yeah. it isn't just boxing? Because you would have been yeah. at World Championships boxing, but this is an event which has all the different sports going on. Yeah, exactly. And what was that like? It was, oh, it was so cool to see every like see the way every other athlete goes about their day and how they train and yeah, what they do to perform and all that and. Just something different besides going out to just boxing. So yeah, because I think, and I mean, that's the Olympic experience as yeah, well. You're going to yeah, have that yeah, at the Olympics yeah. where you go in and you've got all these giant restaurants where everybody's eating and there's all superstars and you have to get used to being in that environment. So probably a great experience for you. You're 22, you're 23, yeah. and Mikhail, you're 26. 26. Yeah. So um, um, we'll talk about how, and I think that's important to talk about how you got into boxing and also to talk about the year to come because you've got a, it's, it's a huge 12 months fee and this is a brilliant kickoff. Did you bring the medals? 
No. <laughs> oh, we have to talk to Rachel Mulligan <laughs> about that. No, I I want to, we want medals in this. I was on the way up already to Dublin <laughs> yesterday and then I got the email so it was actually my own fault I didn't check the email Michaela, the where's your medal? I actually don't even know what <laughs> You have so many you don't even know where they are We had um, we had Annalise Murphy um, on an off the ball thing recently and she was telling us that her, her Olympic medal is under the sofa in her parents' oh bedroom God. so oh we broadcast God. that and now she has to move it in case it gets stolen yeah, put yeah. it somewhere else now. so we have to, we have to see, rethink that one completely again <laughs> Let's talk about your roots to boxing and we'll start with you Michaela so you're from Belfast a brilliant boxing city yeah, yeah. for a start and do you come from a boxing family yeah well my my dad he coaches me as well he he boxed when he was younger right. and um i used to play football not when i was younger and me and my brother and our friends used to be also even my brother's four years younger than me but we all sort of had the same group of friends um my daddy wanted to get aiden into boxing so he brought aiden and a few of my friends down and I says to my daddy, can I go? And he said, no, like he didn't know girls boxed at the time. Yeah. And I asked him, he said, no, women don't box. And I just kept pestering him, pestering him. And then he ended up having to ask the guy in the gym, can I come down? He said, yes, that's no problem. And I remember going down and training. And one of the coaches said, look at that girl, she's trained harder than all these. And I remember I loved like that feeling when he said that. Yeah. So I always like, I was like, I always want to be like, the hardest work in the room. The one who's training hardest. Yeah. It, it sort of stuck with me. So at the I remember. I mean, I saw Katie box in the in the national stadium. I think twenty two thousand and one. I think it was the first year they allowed girls into the national stadium to box. So what year was that for you, roughly? Like how many uh, years 2006, ago? Two thousand and six. Yeah. Right, okay. Just and the first world championships for women were two thousand and one in America. Right, yeah, so yeah. that's how new the sport is. That's why it's so incredible that we're doing so well in it. Yeah. And, and you're the next generation, if you like. So so the brother and 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 tell us what happened last year in Australia which is an amazing thing for your family oh it was amazing like just even yourself and your brother and, me and my brother it was like a great achievement obviously to both be on be on the same team and he's on the same team as but I mean I he's in Dublin he trains with us so he's on the high Dublin. performance Irish he's on the high performance team as well so. and did he both medal am I right in the Commonwealth both got, both got silver yeah that's amazing copying each other well it's, it's funny copying yeah. the same shoes as me <laughs> 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 well um, uh, Jessie Barr was on that recent off the ball um, show with us and she, we were asking her about that because her brother is brilliant and yeah, she's yeah, brilliant yeah. and they do the same event she was older he, she was younger is there sibling rivalry between you or do you have you ever do you ever think you've ever been jealous of one another or do you help one another or how does that work because she said she was actually jealous of Thomas at times when she's been injured and he's doing well yeah. it's been hard I sort of I find it that uh, pushes me more like just like we were doing the sprint session this morning and so we were going like in power so I was with him right. and obviously like he's he's like a horse <laughs> <laughs> and like trying to keep up with him I'm like trying to push myself and he's pushing himself so I won't catch him so right. it's, I think it's like I feel it's good for me that we both push each other push on, each other. on the badge whatever and I see him slack and I'd be like come on in like pick it up right. and he'd be the same vice versa so and what four years between you four years between and do, is there any other brothers and sisters I have an older sister right but she She's not she a boxer. No, she's not a boxer. <laughs> I bet there's some relief in the family yeah. that you're not all boxers. Even <laughs> tell us about you. How did you get into boxing? Um, I just went for fitness for football. I played GA and at, at where and at what level? You're from Castlereagh and yeah, I was just playing with the club in Castlereagh and right. decided I heard the boxing was really good for fitness, right. so just went to try and improve it and ended up sticking with it. And was there a club locally that you could go to or did you have yeah, to travel? Um, it's a new enough club. It opened in 2011. Called? Uh, Castlery Boxing Club. Right, okay. So it was only, it was right beside me but um, I didn't actually go into it till 2014. Right, so you could only box in a few years? 
Yeah, literally. And um, when you went in, were you were, were there many girls there, or were you unusual? Yeah, no, there was. There was uh, young girls there. There was there was all ages. Like look at that. And um, Michaela, you started. There was no other girl there. Isn't that amazing no. in that space of time? Yeah, no, there was, and there's a few of them still at it today. And who's the coach at home? Who's the uh, one who started? Paddy Sharkey. Paddy Sharkey. Better give a shout out to Paddy <laughs> whenever we do. So you went in. And and coming from a family then, unlike Michaela's, that has no boxing background, I'm taking it there wasn't boxing in your oh, family. No, not at all. Were your mum or dad, did anybody ever express a thing and say, oh, it's a dangerous sport, we don't want you getting hit or getting hurt? Yeah, no, there were. When I first mentioned about going training, um, it was a no-go. Like, it wasn't really? a no-go. No-go. One day after school, I kind of just... Went down to the club myself and <laughs> <Did you? laughs> snuck off from there. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know, and they're so proud of me now, like, so... Yeah. They're glad. And did it take long to win them around? Um, by the time I went to my first All-Irelands, they were kind of... They came to watch me, so... <laughs> that <laughs> That's was a good start. sign. That's a good sign. And then when you start representing Ireland, there's no question they're yeah. going to be so proud of you, obviously. Um, you came at it from a very different angle again, Gronia, and yeah. you actually were a good soccer player. Yeah, soccer was always, like, my first love. Like, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with soccer. I was... You know, I was always the one girl out playing on the pitch with all the boys. I couldn't wait for break time to get out playing. Like, and, and this is I, Tullamore? Yeah, in Tullamore, yeah. Great so, sports town. Loads of different sports. Yeah, loads. Of, even Shane Lowry recently, you know, yeah. from out yeah. the road. So, um, but yeah, no one in my family ever boxed or nothing. And I never really... I did like boxing, but it wasn't a sense like, oh, I would have loved to do it. I never saw a future in it or nothing because I had never done it before. I hadn't done it since. And, I mean, how you were good enough, I think, to play for Ireland at some level. Yeah, underage. And I played in Dublin for three years with Shamrock Rovers at senior level. I signed my contract when I was 16, so I was loving life playing soccer. Like, what, what my position? Dream. I kind of played everywhere apart from the goals. <laughs> <laughs> Versatile. Utility, no. utility. Football. Yeah, no, left wing was my favourite position, even though, like, I'm right-footed, but I just love the left wing. Right. But um, So how, how do you make that transition then? From soccer to yeah. boxing? Yeah. It was a sense of, like, there was a, a boxing club after opening up across the road, literally a stone's throw from my house. So, and I saw uh, there was posters of Katie Taylor all over the town saying she was coming down to cut the ribbon and all this. This is the year of the London Olympics. 2012. Yeah. Wow. So um, I was like, right, I'm going to show my face here. I'll go and keep fit for a few months while the soccer season's off. <laughs> and then, sure, I'll go on back to soccer. And it'll be I'll a chance never... to meet Katie Taylor. Yeah, oh, that was it. I was in it for Katie Taylor. like. <laughs> and then I got to meet Katie and like I met my coach, Dima. He's one of the high performance coaches now, but he's also my club coach. Oh, so what's your club called? Spartacus Boxing Club oh, good fighting name. name great name what a great name <laughs> but um, yeah no, so that's basically how I started and then I could never get enough of it and it came to a stage where I was juggling the two I was doing my leave and start driving four days a week to Dublin to do soccer and then I was training at home for the boxing and they did complement each other because one was yeah. training top half one was training bottom half but it came to a stage where I had to choose one and boxing was the winner for me yeah and I've heard that your mother ha your mother has embarrassed you greatly yeah with Katie Taylor tell our listeners what she did <laughs> like uh, so obviously me being a big Katie Taylor fan in 2012 by 2016 I was on the plane going to the world championships with her on the team as a teammate so I was loving life <laughs> and then um, I was coming back from the championships and mom was in the airport and she met Katie and the first thing she said to Katie was you'd be so embarrassed if you saw Grania's room like all the posters <laughs> my walls were coming down with posters like. <laughs> she was, and Katie she went, Taylor was all over your wall. yeah 
even when I was at the World Championships with her as a teammate, <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's no secrets. And my mum went, Well, always, yeah, well, there's parents, that's parents' job, you know, to embarrass yeah, like absolutely. That, yeah. So I was mortified, but Katie found it hilarious. So I'm sorry, <laughs> I she had a good laugh with it. Um, it's interesting, we should mention Katie so early in the conversation because, like, we hear all the time, you know, on the 20 by 20, and the motto is if you can't see it, you can't be it. How important. Was she like was was it a factor in you taking up boxing, Michaela? Even at your age, um, when you started, was Katie the reason you did it? I know definitely it was for you. It seems to have been, yeah. but was it for you? It might not have been. I I didn't even know. I didn't know any boxers when I first like started. I right. just I was just copying in, like going down to the yeah. down to the club, and then obviously like when they started the they get in the box and then go down to the all arms and that there, and they were like, "That's Katie Taylor. She's world champion." And then right. no, I got the Nobel. I didn't. Right. I never looked at any boxer. No, you just kind of did because it was a. You kind of went into the family. What about you, Aoife? Would you have been a factor in you taking it up, or, um, or had no, your other heroes? I didn't know any boxers when I started. I would have watched her in uh, twenty twelve in yeah. the London Olympics when it was on telly, like. But I wouldn't have known anything about her or known anything about boxing itself. And right. So that's interesting. You don't always have to see it to want to be it. There may be other ways into it. Um, and was it then just the fact that you did it and you actually loved the physical feeling of it? Yeah, no, I just loved the training. Like once I got a few spars and going into training every night, like it was just... You just love that. There's nothing like being punched in the face. Well, that was a question because I am going to ask you this. Like, What is your first memory of being hit really, really hard and how did you cope with it? I mean, I bet there's one that you all think back and went, oh my God, do you have one like I've been hit really hard or knocked out? No, thank touch wood. <laughs> <Touch laughs> no, like yeah, you you'd notice a good shot, but you wouldn't be like, oh my god, ow, the pain. You'd be more like, right, I need to get one back. It's more that kind of competitiveness because when you're in the ring, you don't really feel the pain. Like the odd time, yeah, you'll feel a good shot, but not in a sense like, oh my god, ow. It's more like you kind of just want to get them back for doing it, you know. When you, I mean, that's really interesting. When you start, do you not go, oh, that hurts? When I first sparred, I knocked your one down and I bawled my eyes out and went over and picked her up. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was bawling. I swear really? to God. Yeah, yeah. So that was how I coped from the, from the off. But what I don't. about you, Michaela? I, I, I always remember sparring, Ramber and at these words. Ramber and professional. It would never take it easy on you. Yeah, and I remember it, me and Ari had always used to spar, and before we like got, <coughs> we always were down in the gym early, and so we always warmed up together. But because we were down early, Ramas Ari would always say to you, "Come on, jump into the ring through your sparring before you even start training." Yeah, and he wouldn't take it easy on you. I remember before he had me an uppercut, and the next day my nose was black. I couldn't sneeze or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to hate sparring, but like it obviously like brought me on and. I remember just week by week, I hit him. I say I hit him two times that week, and then mm-hmm. the next week I was hitting him four times. So yeah. seeing yourself, so you get could better. see the progress. And Eva, what about you? The first time you hit, you got hit with a hard punch. Like, what? How do you? How do you react, even physically and mentally? I think. To that? I think because when you're in sparring, like the adrenaline is so high that you don't yeah. actually notice it. Interesting. Um, but like, there's definitely been shots where you're like, that was a good shot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can't let them like, see that. Yeah, 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 you have to do poker face. Yeah, do you? You have to do tell yeah, poker face. Yeah, yeah, you do. Like, and but then you be broke up the next day. That's when you really you get out of the ring and you, you know you, the, the adrenaline yeah. comes down, and then you're like, oh my neck! You feel like you've been <laughs> well. Better. That's why you <laughs> feel that whiplash. Yeah, but in the moment you don't really feel it. Like, so that's really interesting because I often wonder how you deal with it. It's pure adrenaline and also focus and concentration. I guess you're actually in the moment so much. Have you? Have any of you ever, you've presumably put people on the canvas, have you ever knocked one anybody out? Not knocked no. out, no. 
No, and I think yeah. that, I think there's a reason yeah. not yet. And also, I think there's a reason for that too in amateur <coughs> boxing, which is an interesting thing. Um, they took away in and we should let people know that in amateur boxing and women's boxing, you still wear protection on your heads and they took it away for the men's and amateur which I thought was really weird why keep it for the women's yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and get rid of it for the men surely you would do one or the other yeah. does it help Michaela? Um, I th- actually think before the headgear you see like you see more punches coming but yeah, I, the only reason I like it so I don't have to get my hair cut keeps my hair <laughs> yeah that's so true that's, that's yeah. Yeah. having hair is such, a, such a, <laughs> like an obstacle I swear to God it's like Ronnie Kurt today <laughs> yeah but it's true um, it does it does and actually I always think as well you don't recognise amateur boxes as much because when they take the helmets off they look so different mm. you know um, but it is an in, there's been an interesting uh, kind of debate over why do they take it away for the women but you y- have it still and as amateurs you will always wear it I think maybe for cu- it would be it's better for for cuts yeah. like if you're fighting maybe like three days in a row yeah. if you get a cut like it's hard to well I think you can see it with Katie I mean I know she's she's fighting a different weight now and everything as well but she gets she gets hit more in the yeah, face yeah. now After because a fight, she doesn't be have it like, yeah. yeah you can see that it's the protection isn't there yeah. and tell us what's the difference between Michaela um, amateur and professional as well in terms of rounds and length of rounds just well we compete at three three minute rounds three threes and a th- world level for women is ten two minute rounds yeah it can go so up it's to just, ten it's two minute we used to box four yeah. two minute rounds and it's, it's, it's different like completely right. different like. so three threes is different three than three four twos yes. oh completely and when did that change I suppose uh, uh, what, I, what I was curious about as well was um, I'm going to ask you to tell me what you think is the other person's biggest strength, right? It could be a punch or it could be something else about them. So, Grania, what would you say is Michaela's greatest strength? Well, as a she boxer? loves hearing it, so she's a hard trainer. <laughs> uh, yeah, hard trainer and like just your footwork and your speed and all. Obviously, she's a good bit lighter, so. Yeah. But yeah, just her attitude towards training and stuff, that would be probably the Trains standard. Trains so thing. hard, yeah. all right. Aoife, what would you say is her best trait? Uh, Grania, I'd say she she loves these body shots. Really? <laughs> Every time I'm sparing her, yeah. Uh, you feel the feel the brunt of it. She's good at them, all right, and um, she's very fast. Right, got a bit of speed there as well. Strength, yeah. yeah. Um, Michaela, what about Aoife? I say for like her range like, and her distance as well, because she's so big for the weight. So and she's tall, relatively just, tall for her. It's just, mm. like like she's be seventy five. You get like small stock, yeah. but she's good in range and. Good long arms people, long so arms you can reach you have a good reach then as well which big massive hands as well actually <laughs> 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 I have tiny hands love you always say that to me but I have tiny hands <laughs> <laughs> Massive fans. Um, great, okay. Um, and uh, all of you, I want to ask you, because these are really important years for you, what is it that you feel you're still weak on, that you're kind of still working on and still learning on and, and that you feel you have to get better at to make this jump now into gold medals and world medal status for, for you two as well? 
Ronnie, what would you say? I would just, it's all like, you know, you kind of have your own style at this stage and then when every spar you have, you're working on different things and improving. Like, it's hard to break habits, so, like, it yeah. doesn't just happen like that. You know, you have to keep working at it week in, week out. But in terms of, like, what gets you from, say, a bronze medal that I had to maybe gold the next time is, it's just the 1%, like, getting enough sleep, making sure you're rehydrated. Like, we do focus a lot on hydration and stuff when we're in the Institute. And, uh, like, just being refueled properly, your recovery is just as important as training. So it's all what the time, 1% what, stuff. On your training days, and we'll talk about that in a minute, what time would you be, like, in bed, would you say? Would 11, you be, me and Michaela always yeah. share so we'd always train, like, go to 11, sleep at 11. Have to yeah. sleep by 11, right, okay. Yeah. Aoife, what are you working on? What do you think is your next um, thing to work on, or do you have, what's your weakness? Well, I'm, I'm definitely learning, like, every training session I do yeah. with the coaches. Like, I'm learning loads, and I think it's just a matter of putting it into practice, getting good spares and going to tournaments and... How long are you in the high performance group, which is the Elite uh, Irish group? Since last year. Yes, I so started yes. as under 22s. Right, yeah. And um, you won a medal at European under 22s, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, silver last year. Right, so you still have a lot to learn, whereas you've been in the high performance programme, Michaela, for how long? Well, only from last year it's been fully. So yeah, last fully. year and this year I've been, yeah. I've been full time from right. Tuesday to Friday and it's like it makes a huge difference because like, you're, getting, you're getting well looked after and the setup and all we have over there and all the... Mm. Got everything over and there, people like. wouldn't know that now because uh, the Irish boxing elite group used to always be based down the national stadium down down uh, in Dublin in the middle of Dublin really if you like down the North Circular but now you're based out in the Institute in Abbottstown which is kind of where all of our elite sports people are um, where do you live and and who feeds you and <laughs> you come up uh, you come up Tuesday to Friday, Friday is it yeah, yeah. Yeah. so you spend four days a week solid there okay yeah. um, and who where do you stay in a hotel in a, <laughs> nice be like oh that's people great like, yeah. sounds glamorous yeah it sounds glamorous yeah and like but it kind of takes the edge off if you ever want to just spontaneously go to a hotel for a weekend you're like oh my god I'm actually sick of hotels because <laughs> all week like there's nothing like Lord, your own bed Lord with hotels. Yeah, there's nothing like your own bed so um, and where but, do you stay do you stay in the one over Carlton? in Carlton in we the, used to be in the Lou Fitzgerald that's where oh, we were obviously but it was too far when we were moved far. to the institute and where's in Carlton then seven minute drive it's in no. Blanchestown like. Blanchestown yeah, okay so. it's not the one over near the Blanchestown shopping centre yeah no, no that's the Oh yeah, the Clarion. Because the were based over there, so the Irish rugby team in there. So, so and you, you two share a room? Yeah, yeah. it kind of changes, but me and Michaela would all, every week be yeah. sharing. Like. Anita, what about you? Um, yeah, there's other girls up there. So, who would you be, be like, sharing with? Maybe Amy or Kira Smith is there. Amy Broadhurst, Amy Broadhurst, Amy Broadhurst yeah. who's another brilliant rising young yeah. young boxer as well. And who feeds you, Michaela? Well, we get our breakfast there in the morning, and then the what do you call the food place again? Gourmet food, gourmet place. food. Yeah. A few they deliver food over to the institute. Our, our lunches and our dinners. We sound so spoiled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody's seen the Katie Taylor documentary, that brilliant documentary, yeah, Katie Taylor, you will know she can't cook. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, one yeah. of the reasons she laughed about not being cooked was because she said she was always at home, and her mother always made sure she was properly yeah. feeding. She did all of that work for her. And I interviewed her in America last year, actually, before that documentary was made. And I said to her, you know, do you have friends? around you cook and she went I'm never cooked for anybody I'd poison them all yeah. so it's really funny because as elite athletes sometimes you get a lot done for you yeah. but there's a big reason for that you you guys are training it's how many hours a day I know like, like three to four hours every day like mm. so and then you're resting between like yeah so yeah. your routine is up around eight we get weigh up eight, weigh in eight. you weigh in every day weigh at eight day, yeah. people would actually be shocked at the amount of times we have to weigh we weigh four times a day <laughs> 
Like people would be lucky to weigh four times a year, but well, I, I, won't step, I won't step on a scale it once a month if I'm lucky. Why is that so important to weigh four times a day? So first thing in the morning, that's the most accurate time to to get your weight. But then you weigh after your first session to see like what you've lost in your session. What are you losing in terms yeah. of sweat and minerals and all of that? Yeah. Hydration yeah. and then before and after your first, your second session as well. Wow. So okay. yeah, but people would be shocked by that. That's why I just said it there. But oh, I've never been a boxer, lads. I would never. I would never get up on the scale once a month never mind four times a day um, and then uh, do you eat over in the institute in the training centre and then come back in the evenings then is that it yeah we'll have we'll finish we'll have our dinner there after after the second session and then and you're back over to the hotel at what time about six or six right. about six or six and then are you like the rest of us watching Love Island or oh, what are you yeah. doing everybody needs a bit of distraction yeah. but basically then you kind of have three hours and it's 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 uh, do whatever you want or are they, are they strict on you in terms of you have to be t- getting your sleep and rest and that kind of stuff it's kind of for your own benefit really because you, you know it's like you can tell you but it's, it's on you like it's up mm. like yeah. you're, you're an adult like and you know like you have to take ownership for your own responsibility like yeah. so so you've got to do it yeah yeah um and and i was curious um in terms of weights do do any of you struggle with the weight or the weight category you're in or do you find it it's okay once you watch it every single day like people are are different like some of the lads would some of the lads like box at really light weights for the size of them yeah but for me I I used to box at 64 and I had to move up because 64 is not an Olympic weight so I had to move up to 69 so as I said earlier I am actually quite small for 69 but for that reason it kind of makes me have an easy life it makes you have a little bit easier and a really important thing about the two of you is you're now the weights that you're in so what are you you're I'm 57 kilo 57 which is a feather is Feather-weight, it yeah. and you're 69 which is welter. welter those are the two new women's weights that are yeah, coming added, in yeah. Yeah. yeah so they weren't there in previous Olympics no, no, so to, to explain to listeners there were only three women's weights starting in the London 2012 was the first time women's boxing came into the Olympics and uh, uh, no sorry am I right yeah, no, yeah 2012 yeah. Uh, that was the first time and then uh three weights in Rio but now it's moved up to five and you two this now means that you two now are heading for the this is what your big aim for the Olympics because it's in your way you now have the chance to do it which is a fantastic thing yeah there was just such a gap between like 60 kilo and 75 just 15 kilos like there's no way yeah you know I was boxing 64 and like coming down to 60 there would be no point like Katie was there and now Kelly's there so I was kind of in limbo you know so I'm just delighted now that there's something in between oh it opens up a whole new world for you Mm, I mean you have world championships every year anyway but but there's nothing like the Olympics I don't think in terms of prestige um, and that is fantastic for you. Um, if you have a, 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 a dream day off, if someone says to you, right, no boxing, don't have to worry about a championship next week or whatever, I want you to eat, tell me what would be your dream day off? Michaela? I'd probably wake up and have... They'd be similar, I'd say. I'd have like three donuts or something. <laughs> and a kind of Coke. And then for lunch, I'd have a pizza. Yeah. And Coke. And then I'd go like... Quadden or something. Yeah. Quadden. Uh, I was way at Holden and Quadden and I loved it. Right, so something adrenaline like. Adrenaline, mm. something so. mad like. What about um, you, Ethan? Dream day for you? Um, not really sure I'm thought about it, but. <laughs> you don't get them too often. It would definitely involve food. Food, yeah. we're all. Yeah. Every boxer's the same, like. A lot of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. A lot of chocolate. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, and maybe a game of Gaelic football for you as soon as you haven't played it oh, in yeah. a couple of It's been a long time though, so <laughs> I don't know what it'd be like. Would you be near county level or anything like that? I did a bit underage. Did you? Um, yeah. Like, Oh, geez, it's a long time. What ago. position? 
Um, I was kind of in the forwards or else midfield. Right, okay, on. okay. Um, yeah. And all those skills probably do transfer over, I think. I mean, I think, it, I think if you're, you know, your footwork, all that sort of stuff yeah. must surely yeah. transfer. And what? even a sport and mentality, like it's all, yeah. you know, it's all the one. But yeah. what led me to boxing when it came down to choosing one or the other was the individuality of boxing you know it was kind of if I wanted to do an extra run it was going to benefit me whereas I was coming to Dublin like four days a week and some of the girls lived five minutes away and weren't putting in the same effort so we were paying for it on the, on the field like so you're you totally know. in control of this yeah, yeah and the worst that can happen on a, a football pitch is you're going to lose when you're in a ring you're going to get punched around the place yeah, so yeah, it's kind of it's up to you like and before we move on what's your dream day then obviously loads oh, yeah. of eating <laughs> loads of eating yeah of course and then like something adrenaline as well like I was on holidays and went to water park with my family and like that sort of thing is right up my uh, street like I love right, that kind of stuff I right, so. love all that stuff boxing is really I find it really fascinating sport because it's the it's the one sport where I mean you really physically get challenged all of the time and yet you're involved in basically what's a chess match at the same time so you have to try and outmove, outscore your opponent and yet at the same time you're taking this physical punishment. And at the end of it, judges decide who which of you was better on the basis of things that are happening very fast. And Michaela, you've had two big decisions that went against you. So I'll, I'll, we'll explain to the listeners. You were in com- two Commonwealth finals. The first one you lost to Nicola Adams, the first woman to win an Olympic medal, a gold medal, um, the British, the great British champion. Um, you lost to Nicola Adams, in, Nicola Adams in England, or in Scotland, wasn't Scotland, it? Scotland, Scotland, yeah. Yeah, and then two years later, last year, uh, in Australia, you make the final of the Commonwealth Games again, mm-hmm. and you're beaten again, and you're beaten by... An Australian, a local, a local yeah. boxer, Bush and I, I saw you tweeting um, saying you were robbed, and you obviously yeah. felt. And we, we, we saw, um, we saw obviously um, uh, Nevin, the famous, uh, who was it, um, John um, Conlon's famous oh, yeah. reaction oh, yeah, yeah. after the Olympics. So you, you obviously were very aggrieved at, after those fights. How do you deal with that when you think I should have won that, I should have got that, the judges got it wrong? It was something like my first one with the fought Nicola Adams was far young, so obviously it was a bit. I've spoken and like oh, I should have won another, but obviously like it's boxing. Like no matter what, like it's it's always going to be corruptions can always be there. Like and you can never like it's five judges around the ring. And it's what they see. It's not what you see or what you feel. So right. it just you just have to learn from it and not and grow from it and just even from the mistakes you make, you just have to sort of learn from it and and what not to do the next time. And, and do you get better at? dealing with that disappointment then oh uh, yeah definitely even but I felt last year when in the Commonwealth final against Sky Nicholson yeah that was the one last year I remember it was all over the newspapers everything she was a poster girl she was the poster girl like for a fairy tale for her and, but like going into the fight I didn't think about that like I was confident in my own ability in beating her and, and even like when I look back after like should I done more should I not and I remember John Conn sending me like just it is what it is like and you just have to get on with it like and I don't think whatever I would have done, I don't even think I got hit that fight. Right. And she, and she, she got a 3 2 split decision. But that's hard to, like, I think that's really hard to deal with, Ronnie, that notion that, like, I really boxed well, but the judges got it wrong. So, how do, I mean, what, what, what have you, what, again, you must have, you, have you had bad moments as well, and you, yeah. where you thought, yeah. I won that fight, and I, how do you deal with it? Yeah, everyone, every boxer does have those kind of days where you feel like I should have got that, but like Michaela said it is just opinions of five people around the ring and not what you think you did or what your corner thinks you did because sometimes you could be biased towards yourself as well and you're only actually feeling the punches that you're connecting with you know Yeah. so uh, but in terms of that's just the way boxing is compared to other sports that you either the ball either goes into the net or you cross the line at a certain time 
it's just a, a sport or it could of be an offside against you or yeah, whatever somebody thing, calls our so. VAR we're watching the World Cup all those yeah, VAR all the VAR, yeah, 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 yeah. VAR so, ones so you come depends. to kind of say there's, there's a bit of that in, in yeah. other sports it's just you? a part of the game really yeah, like okay. and we yeah. know what we're getting in, in for when we get into the ring so that's just part of it so you just kind of it's up to you to make you just, sure you just have to like prepare yourself as best <coughs> as possible and yeah. not think about that happening all you can do yeah. you just you're in control like you Controller, controllable. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like if yeah. you hear like a judge's name getting called that, that doesn't like you, you can't, can't let that affect. That you just yeah. have to go in the ring and do the best you can, and yeah. what will be will be. You just yeah. have to have faith that your preparation. And I've seen some things. So I remember we were at the World Championships last year, and uh, Mary Khan oh, was yeah. going yeah. for famous, famous Indian. So she was going for the, this has Six never been done. Six world yeah. title, and when they were coming out to the ring, she was boxing against a Ukrainian. The medal, like the flags, the flags the were flags already done. done in order of who was going yeah. to medal. So imagine oh you coming in to box in a world final and you already see like, yeah. that's it's already done, set, there's no yeah. chance of me winning this fight. That's where like, I think I'd be like, what the actual How hell? could yeah. I hold my head? Yeah, hold I just was there. feeling, obviously I don't know whether she's seen it or not, but like for me that would be soul destroying to see yeah. that before you even get in. Like, Wow. And I know Mick, I, I mean there was, a, there was, I mean this raises the whole question about how boxing has been run internationally and obviously we know that there's been a lot of controversy about referees and what's happened now with the Olympics basically is that the Olympic, International Olympic Committee have said we're taking the running of the Olympic uh, boxing away from the International Boxing Federation and we're going to run the qualifications. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, one of the the bad things about that in some ways for you is that normally the World Championships would be an Olympic yeah, qualifier yeah. and you're going to World Championships in October? Yeah. Ten weeks. Okay. Yeah. In ten weeks time, ten wow. Weeks, yeah. And this time they won't be Olympic qualifiers no. and you won't get a chance to qualify for the Olympics until sometime between next February and April. That's right, yeah. yeah. And is that going to make it more difficult, Michaela? Well, the only thing is, everyone's in the <coughs> boat, so everyone, like, you're going to prepare no matter what, so we just, obviously, going to the World Championships with the same mindset, you know, you can't really be like, oh, I'm not going to give as much, it's not going to be qualified, you just have to go in with the same mindset, and obviously, like, we'll be going to the World Championships, they're going to bring, bring home medals, like, so... Right. Yeah, Just so everybody's in the same boat. The same boat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm always interested in. I we have so we have Tullamore, Offaly, Roscommon, Belfast, the Irish, the elite Irish men's boxing management team and coaches. One is from Dublin, Bernard Dunn. Uh, one is from Zara Antia is from Georgia. Georgia. One is Dimitri's from Russia, Russia, and one is from uh, Belfast, John Conlon. Right. Yeah. Do you have a language problem out there, guys? <laughs> I think it was or worse is there a bit when like, with the I know oh, it is good crack. Like yeah, it was worse yeah. probably when they first came. Like before I was in in the on the scene, but like you know, just them trying to get used to that and us trying to get used to their lingo and the way they <laughs> yeah, speak and yeah, all. Yeah. But you just get used to it. Like it is good crack as well. Uh, but, I'd say yeah, yeah. Flag with it. Yeah, yeah. And you speak. Uh, I imagine you speak a couple of languages because you you did college before you went into boxing. Yeah, I uh, went to NUIG and studied there for two years doing Italian and German. And what drawed me to the course was the fact that there was Italian. Like I'm just obsessed with Italian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Italy. Like I was in holidays there two weeks ago um, in Italy with my family. So do you speak either of those languages? I well? speak Italian. Yeah, so I worked for two summers. Good. No, don't. I can't. <laughs> no. Come in Italiano. Come in Italian Italiano. I'll bait the head off you. I only have a little bit of Italian, only a little bit. I'd love to speak it though. I love oh, it. I, my, I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'm a bit obsessed with Italy as well. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. And you, you have a bit of German as well. 
a little bit. Yeah, I just I don't have like the, the passion for German. Like it yeah. was never. It was kind of just part of the course that I was gonna gonna do it. But, but she sometimes go to Italy and training camps. And yeah, that yeah. So you can you speak. She she can order all Remember the food. Remember we went to Italy with the Europeans. <laughs> None of us had a clue, and we were like, Grania. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was in a small little village where there weren't be many tourists or nothing. So, but yeah. I was loving life. I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you were bossing Yeah, yeah. And did you go, so, what, what, so you did, went to college and then came into the high performance program. What about you, Ethan? No, I haven't been to college. I've so you went straight from Leaving Cert into yeah. the high performance program. Yeah. Wow. And will do you think that somewhere down the road you might go back and do something later? Yeah, no, that's the plan. Um, I think it's always good to have something to fall back on or just to do a course to keep your like so you're not totally just unboxing yeah but just something to do at the weekends or in between sessions something to so at the moment but at the moment you like are exactly the same thing and what about you did you do something before you went into high performance or did uh, you well, always train well, I full finished time school, I went to college and done just my personal training ah so, so you're the fitness expert yeah in, yeah so in the well, I don't know if I'm a fitness expert <laughs> like, but. but yeah so but you have some of that background as well yeah. yeah I was curious did you all go straight in or what did you do or whatever um, anybody got pre-fight superstitions things that you you have to do before you go to a fight or I'm severely OCD like so. it, that's not even in boxing just, that's just internal yeah, you, you, and you're in with her so, yeah. Yeah. so, so oh hold God. on you don't tell us Michaela tell us don't how bad me. is it go on what are the things you have I'm to have done I'm in the bar if I close the curtain and I'm sleeping and you're lying there next to me and she's up and she's the, the smallest <laughs> bit of light she has to get I'm I could know. I could really embarrass her but yeah, I'm thinking of a friend will you can admit to us so, so before a fight then what do you really have to have in place that really gets you well, in a comfortable spot I try not to be too OCD when it comes to fighting because then that can actually go against you if like yeah. you leave the if you leave your room without something and there's no way of getting you it you're going to be like oh my then. gosh I'm actually going to lose like you can't have that sort of mentality but like yeah I'm more OCD in terms of just everyday life it's <laughs> your everyday life yeah yeah for. and what about you uh, is there anything Aoife, that you like to do or have in place or do before a fight or um, have lucky socks or do your hair no, there's nothing in particular but I just like to just know your plan talk to the coaches and uh, which I'm sure is, is must be rehearsed a lot I mean they, they give you yeah, so much no, direction they're very good at like telling you what will work and what won't work and what they think is best and they've scoped out your opponents obviously yeah. really well in that last championships you could see that in that world championships last year as well yeah. you, all of your fights they were really impeccably tactically done yeah. uh-huh. and Michaela have you any little things that you like to do or? I always have um, a handful of green skills <laughs> say that again <laughs> green skittles green skittles to table watch please <laughs> really you always have I always have a handful of green skittles <laughs> I don't know brilliant. it has to be the green ones I don't know why I just, know, yeah. that's the most not. original I've ever what had what if the actually. green ones were sold out though yeah Exactly. Uh, but I, I prep before I go, so I go to the shop before I go. She has them all planned. Have you bring the green skittles all around the world with you. <laughs> Fantastic, I love it. Well, let's hope there's never a shortage of green skittles anyway. Um, you've got a really, I mean, this is fantastic. You've come back from the European Games, as I said, both with medals. And, and we also had other female medalists at that did as well. So who else won a medal there? Kelly Harrington. Kelly won it's silver. Over, yeah. Yeah. Fortunately injured now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she can't go to the European Championships. And they are coming up the 24th of August. Mm-hmm. You're heading off. Where are they? In Madrid. Madrid. Right. Okay. And um, European Championships after they after you come back, then what's next? World Championships is ten weeks from now. So where? 
That's Siberia. Siberia. <laughs> well, we end up going to the most, glam- <laughs> going to the most glamorous place, places yeah. in the world. Boxing brings you all over the world. Yeah. It really does. And because the European Championships and the World Championships, are they always that close together? No. Never. No, never. Really. Yeah. So, what do you? In, how do you prioritize, or what do you do, Michaela? I mean, how do you how do you sort that out? Because they well, are very close. Obviously, the coaches and Bernard they'll sit down and they they have our plans set out. So, whatever they advise, we sort of have to you'll, go with. You'll go with that. They know what's best for us. They know, like, yeah. even like how we get on and train. Because obviously, mm-hmm. we're only back training from the European Games. We had a bit of a rest there, so right. they like they monitor us and just see how we're getting on. So they make the final decision and everything else. Really. Right. And have you been to? You haven't been to European seniors before, Eva. No. So this is the first no, one for you. When was the European Under Twenty One? So the Twenty Two that um, you won a medal at. Last. April right last year okay so this is all moving up in in level for you as well and obviously you've got a a, you've got medals at world level global level that's your next big game yeah yeah Yeah. okay and then um, and then you you don't even know yet when those Olympic qualifiers are going to be on that's something we actually do February I think February in London oh brilliant so that's nice and local so over the water oh that would be fantastic families can can go exactly you must bring your families to very exotic spots they never really they can't really go it's too hard it's too far to get exactly yeah, did your pair have your parents travelled abroad to see it at uh, this stage? Mine, no. Yeah, so it, London would be brilliant yeah, because it's so home. close. Yeah, and people also, people you know, can hop on a flight I and get try, to London. I try, yeah. yeah, it's way easier. You said something um, I read once on one of your feeds. Um, I, and by the way, I believe um, Kelly Harrington describes the boxers as a wolf pack. Um, <laughs> and I heard at the European Championships, men and women, all of you get on really, really yeah, well. Yeah. You're very tight because yeah. you train and spar together all try, the time. Yeah. Live together. Um, so, yeah, and live yeah. together. So they're called the wolf, wolf pack, apparently. Um, but once, Michaela, you said that my strength comes um, not from with lifting weights or fighting skills, but from lifting myself every time I was knocked down. And is that is that like is that your is that really strong for you? And I suppose what was the most testing time for you that you've come back from? Just like just like bad decisions not there and obviously like they, they help you grow as well and like you just like focus on the main the main goal like which has obviously been the Olympics for me and Tokyo Tokyo is right there. Like I feel it in the palm of my hand and it's there for me. I just have to go and grab it and just every day as a stepping stone towards Tokyo and it's just like Gran you said like getting your sleep all the small one one percent your nutrition the marginal gains as they call them yeah like that makes a difference between like win the medal and not win the medal like so Mm. and having beaten a European and a world champion to get to that final yeah but you can't get that complacent with that they're like their medals are in the past now so they're like it's not that they don't mean nothing but you can't like look at that and their form could be completely different next year exactly. and, yeah. and, and also how they box you the next yeah, time exactly. they're going to change their tactics if yeah, they haven't exactly. worked the first time they're going to have to alter it so yeah. you can never obviously it shows you where you're at and you take great confidence from it but you can never settle and like yeah. live in the past of previous competitions you have yeah. to always move on that's what makes boxing so different I yeah. think and so yeah. difficult is that it's that tactical element to it as well and the fact that you could physically get a fight a, a belt in a fight that suddenly just disorientates that's you right, yeah. And you're gonna to have to try and, and rethink it, yeah. And obviously, like the big, the big occasions sometimes, like yeah. th- when you have a bit of lack of experience or whatever. Like I've been in that situation before where I've underperformed and paid the price for it. But then I try to keep it in my mind, like that everything does happen for a reason, and it's setting me up for for better things. Like so, you kind of always have to look on the lighter and side. And can I ask you before you go? Um, first of all, who, is there anybody in the elite boxing squad that you think would uh, would be a perfect candidate for Ellie, uh, Love Island next year? Or would be the first one to put the hand I'd up? I'd say Gronya. <laughs> Probably myself. <laughs> <laughs> I Seeing as I had an Irish rum in there, 
Larry Seven yeah. and Claire win the thing, would you go in? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you would. I'd be more She's on the way down here. She'd love to go. I don't know. Could anybody out Maura Maura? I don't think they're good. Oh, hilarious. But people know Irish wit, like, you know, and that's why, so. Yeah, that's true. That's I think that's why they liked your as well, because it is a factor. I might apply yet. <laughs> in a couple of years' time, we might. It has to wait until after yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah, okay, and then yeah. you'll be first in line. Um, just to finish up, tell us um, because it's really important that we see you are the next generation. You're the, the, the generation that, certainly for you, for other some other girls and young boxers, Katie inspired. But who do you think as well we should be watching out for in the years to come? Can I start with you, maybe Michaela? That's that people might know about in boxing, young Irish female boxers at I the moment. Like, a lot of like the younger ones, like the youth and juniors, like your girl, uh, Diana Morehouse. Yeah. Not there, like, Diana Morehouse, yeah. 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 She she's won, from out near Bray, actually, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. She won, she's two-time European champion. Like, wow. when they were in last year, training with us, just, and, like, even a few of the, the junior ones. Right. That, um, that were running goaler just recently. Like, bringing just, home medals, like, like bringing from home majors. medals at that level, and, like, I remember like years ago people like if you were fighting Russian they'd think, Oh, you're You'd fighting Russian and now like we're beating they're beating the Russians handy and they're only like fifteen, sixteen, so it shows you like yeah, like they're going to be even better. They're going to be better than us. Like so, yeah. it just shows you like all the talent there. It's un- unbelievable. And if it's unusual enough to have again, I think you we were just saying you were possibly first the first international female boxer from Roscommon. But there's a very good young bo- a female boxer from Leitrim that won a medal last year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, Dervla Rooney. She yeah. went to the Youth Olympics. And yeah, in Argentina. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Oh yeah, brilliant. So a load of load of talent in Connacht. And what about you? Somebody that you think we might know about yet, but we're going to hear more about. Yeah, like Michaela said, like just generally like all the youth and juniors compared yeah. to a few years ago they're going away and bringing home five, six, seven medals like it's crazy so yeah. and afraid you know, of nobody yeah, yeah and you know it's going to be coming back to bite us in a few years because they'll be up at elite <laughs> but level but that'll make everybody better yeah, yeah yeah no it's good to have how many women are in the high performance unit then how many many of you are there roughly I mean who else is there we have three of you here sure. Kelly Harrington is injured at the moment yeah uh, there's kind of ones that like come in and out but like yeah. there's one there's some of us that are there full time every single week like right. so all in all there's probably about yeah, and in years to come, I think that's probably going to get even bigger. But we yeah. can't wait to see, and off the bench, we can't wait to see what you do next. Um, Europeans starting on August the 28th, that's the one to watch out for everyone who's listening. And um, we hope to see you back in action. And, and sometimes those those aren't on TV, but very often you can get them streamed. So you'll, yeah. if you go onto the international websites, the, I, I watched the World Championships last year on the streaming. Yeah, yeah. And that's a brilliant thing you never had before. Well. Yeah, so you can actually see. Because people want to see it. People, people want, want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we can actually see it. So hopefully we'll be the same at the World Championships this year. Um, just to let you know, um, listeners, thank you for joining us, listening and watching. You can find all our previous episodes on iTunes or on the offtheball.com. Go into that website, look at their podcast links and slide down and you'll find Off the Bench and all our previous episodes then. So thanks so much to our brilliant boxers for coming in. We look forward to having you back here with World Championship and hopefully Olympic medals someday. Thanks very thank much. And thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy your sport. Thank you.